Hi, I'm Justin Mormon. And I'm Katie Thornton, and this is the Re-Education of Schools podcast. Where we have open, honest conversations about how to better understand social-emotional learning, trauma-informed care, the whys behind student behavior, and how to help kids navigate it all as they go through school and life. All right, welcome back. Episode 25, What About Your Friends? Building a Team. So one of the things we know is that we have to have a team around us because uh, I don't want to say you can't do this kind of work without a team, but I think it would be that much harder. I mean, uh, I think it's going to be very, hard. very difficult yeah. to do it without a team. Um, so how do you, whether it's for doing trauma-informed kind of work or whether it's for uh, just building even your school teams like that you've got around you, like what are some of the components I think uh, that go into that and why that's kind of what we're going to be talking about this episode, right? Yeah. How to build yourself and surround yourself with a team. Um, I think it's critically important right now to be in education. If you don't have a team being by yourself super hard, but then if you're looking at trauma informed work and some of the other things we're going to be talking about, uh, a team for me is what's got me through and sustained the work for the time that we've been able to do it and accomplish what we have because yeah. you have to have a team. Well, and I think there's the, the relational side of it. I'm sure we'll yeah. probably talk about this, but there's the, a relational side of it too. And something that we harp on a lot is the importance of relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think we should be mm-hmm. out there doing this on an island. Co-regulation, yeah. right? All the things yeah, we talk about. Sure. It involves other people. So whether you like them or not, you got to figure it out, right? So here, like we not, so yeah. here, here we go. So All right. Here we go. All right. So what are, <laughs> let's, let's jump in then. What are some of the components of a healthy team? Okay. So uh, accountability. So when you have a team, you hold each other accountable for what we said we're going to do and the expectations. Uh, clear goals. So having clear goals of what you're wanting to accomplish as a team. Communication. Um I see this as the fault sometimes in teams is that communication just isn't really uh, clear or people don't have forums to give open feedback loops or discussions. Uh, Celebrating success, sometimes we get in team mode where we're always solving problems, but we're never stopping and pausing. Like, you know what really went well, though, was this, this, and this. So I think the part of the debriefing process that hopefully you're in good practice with is really talking about what is going well as much as we're talking about what we need to kind of self-correct. Yeah. Um, Commitment. So people that really are there and want to be there. I think we've had this experience over the years when you have people that aren't really invested in the work or invested into the job. And those people are difficult because then you're holding their weight of their responsibilities on you as well. Yeah. And that becomes a lot. So pe- it does become a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So people that are equally invested into the work and the commitment for you there, um, ability to give feedback to each other and those safe space, like goes back to that regular debriefing, um, whether you're connecting after school or you're doing it through a survey, if you're an administrator or having open forums and some type of discussion, getting feedback from people so that you can make those, see things in a different way and make those adjustments through an, another lens. Um, established roles. So going into a team, knowing what your role or purpose on that team is, um, that you're not com- uh, confused or if everybody's trying to be in charge or no one's taking notes or you're not sure why I'm even here. <laughs> like yeah, That gets sure. confusing. So I think really clear defined roles. Um, I know we've gone through this process where I, I've talked about this organization a ton, Character Strong, it's who we've done consultation work with. And they are really clear the science behind teams is everybody has to have a clear role and expectation. So we have teams set up at school that have very specific uh, roles and designations um, for those. And I'm even thinking about 
like our crisis response team. We have very clear rules of who's serving as an administrator, who's serving as a, the, a support person, who's serving counseling, right? So those, yeah. those rules are really clearly defined. It's another mm-hmm. function of form of a team, but you have to have clear ideas of what people's roles and functions are within that. And then those interpersonal relationship piece, those micro interactions, those touch points, um, making time and a point to have those small conversations um, to connect with each other, um, to do those social events or um, just those informal things where it's not all work. Um, that it is more, you start forming those somewhat of a personal connection with people. Um, because when you are invested with each other, you're invested in the work and communication is so much stronger. Yeah. It's a good list. Did you just look up a list? I looked up several, I, I looked up several lists and I picked the components. I don't think that you could have come up with this list. (laughs) I feel like you're kind of suggesting. No, No, I did. I did too. (laughs) And there's obviously there's a lot of this stuff. Yeah, Yeah. I no, I did uh, Google several different resources, right? I looked through several articles and read some things. And then these are just uh, some commonalities I found within. That's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Several ones. We're too much on the same page, but we'll just go to break that cycle. That's a problem. (laughs) Um, or is that one of the aspects of a good team? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, th- I was trying to look for some of the things that stood out uh, that were maybe that seemed significant to me. Not that the, all of them weren't, but um, I think having like s- similar core beliefs about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to have the same core beliefs about everything like in life. I think it's probably important to have people that have different beliefs about d- various things. But um, but as far as whatever the actual work is that you're doing, I think being on the same page and having the same kind of core ultimate belief about what you're what you're doing is important. Um, I've had people on teams, you know, or seen teams uh, around that have different, you know, uh, we were doing the same work. We we're actually doing the, ex- the trying to do the same kind of work, but the uh, the core belief about how to go about it and things like that was just different. Um, or even what we thought the outcomes were, were going to be, could be different. And that makes it really tough. Right. So I think that that's an important part. Um, cause I think different people can uh, accomplish kind of the different, different goals, the same, um, same goals, different ways. So having the same core belief doesn't mean you have to do it the exact same way. So I've got people on my team right now. I talk about this a lot as we're various teams are getting built at our school right now. Um, there are people on my team that, uh, or that I'm on a team with, it's like I own the team, but that I'm on a team with that uh, ultimately go about things at times differently than I would. And that, and, but that's okay because they still have the same core belief about why we're doing what we're doing and what our goal is. So, so somebody on my team doesn't have to do it the exact same way as me as long as we're on the same page as far as like what our goal is and why we're there and things like that and what we want the outcomes to be. And that can be hard to let go of sometimes because some, sometimes we get stuck again, depending on personality type, especially you can get stuck on the idea of like, well, the way I'm doing it's like the right way of doing it. And that's not necessarily like, you got to get rid of that a little bit, <laughs> I think to be able to understand that like different people are going to do it different ways but we do have to have those same core beliefs. So I thought that was kind of important. I think respect as well, just generally respecting each other um, is pretty a pretty big deal. Um, and then uh, I, I always come back to, again, the uh, kind of Gallup Strengths Finder idea for a lot of things because I think there's just, it's a lot of study that went into it. And I think that people really land on wanting to have um, that trust, compassion, stability, and hope overall. And so if you can foster that within your team, 
I think that makes uh, that makes it a lot easier to be a part of the team, and I think it makes it a place where people want to be. Um, so I think that those are those are good ones that trust you know trusting each other, having compassion, uh, being stable with each other, consistent, right, and then uh, offering hope, right, kind of encouraging each other overall and helping each other know that hey, it might be a rough day, might be a rough week, whatever, but it's but that's all it is. It's a rough day, rough week, and we're actually moving forward, you know. Yeah, I mean, me. I watched this like uh, I don't know if it was a TikTok or some kind of video. This guy was. We get a lot of our information. Yeah, I mean, yeah. real legit sources. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy was leading, uh, talking about his business. Like, had a big legal business, right? And he had a lot of people leaving, and then he was exiting, rearing people, and saying, "Why are you leaving our organization?" Like, right? Sure. Uh, it came down to they had their mission and vision posted all over everything, right? But there wasn't any core beliefs. Mm. Going back to and then they weren't going back to executing our core beliefs. So they were allowing customers to treat their employees a certain way, which went against their core values into the organization. And so when he said he when he finally stepped up and said, you know what, your this partnership with this person isn't fruitful for us because you go against our core beliefs. It was worth him losing a million dollar contracts. And people respected him at the end, and he started regaining and rebuilding yeah. his company. But it was interesting the idea of core beliefs and are you re- – it's one thing to have them written down, but are you actually practicing what those are yeah. on the day-to-day operations and really evaluating is this what we're about? Yeah, yeah. I'd rather I'd rather everybody actually have the same core beliefs than even have them written down. I mean yeah. I think there's value, obviously, yeah. having them written down and things like that. But, I, th- yeah, I would – if I had to pick between the two, like, right, let's yeah. actually be there over – let's just talk about it and – check off that we've that we've come up with what they are you know like but we have to actually do it um all right so how do you build a successful team like how do you go about actually creating one well um i think we've done a lot of hiring over the last couple years as we're starting to hire in and build people and Mm -hmm. one of um you have to hire members that are good fit or people fit for your team yeah um and i can't express how critically important that is um one of the things we always ask tell us your beliefs about children Tell your approach your views about student behavior. So the person that comes in with a real punitive answer or doesn't, it seems like we're uh, just the culture of our building is very uh, easygoing, lighthearted, right? So someone that comes in, it's like real serious and um, maybe can't have some sense of humor about themselves or, you know, that's not going to be a good fit for us. Not that they won't be a good fit somewhere else, but really looking at, you can train all the skill sets, you can't train someone's personality type or belief systems and those kind of things. You can't change or alter those things, but you can train a lot of other things. Yeah. So going down to find somebody how to teach math. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I can get yeah, you can teach all those things, but I can't teach you how to uh, necessarily believe that kids can do better if they can. Right? Like I can't. I can't. I can help PD you, but if you have that core belief already coming into it, it's just the people we've hired have naturally been just such a wonderful fit for our building because we have found the right people like instinctually about how that. You, how, and how do you go about that really? Like when you're sitting in those interviews um, and I know there's a whole team of people doing this, uh, but like what are, what are some of the things? Cause it's almost like an intangible. It's not like really a checklist thing. Yeah. How do you, yeah. how do you weigh that out compared to, you know, the set of questions that you have to ask or whatever. Like, what are you, I don't know. Like what are, I mean, you, you, know, you kind of answered that, but isn't that a, that's kind of a hard thing to do. It seems like sometimes it is because you're going to set up questions, but it's really not even about the questions. 
It's about, do you have a sense of humor when you answer something? Are you going to take this real, like every experience going to be a really big deal for you? Especially when you're dealing with kids with a lot of behavioral issues, right? Um, We've been really upfront about like, here's what you're going to see and do. How do you feel about that? Like, right? Did it seem easy? Did the conversation seem easy? Yes. Right? Like, did it, did it kind of feel natural and easy? Like, uh, I think you have that with people that kind of fit, fit in and not like in a, oh, you're excluded kind of way, but it just happened to fit in with the culture that. Of yeah. the team that's there. Yeah, right? usually there was uh, all the time there's an instant connection and people walk out the door we're like, yep, that's that's our person. Like we've met them for 15 minutes but have this great instinct about just their presence, their communication style, all those kind of things within there. So you just set up some questions and frameworks um, around your core beliefs and see how they respond and the genuineness. I think somebody comes off. Yeah. Uh, I think we're always looking for genuine people yeah. to express that. I think we've been super lucky um, and, you, you know, to kind of work through some of those Um, I put cultivate trust and accountability. Don't be afraid of hard conversations when we avoid addressing things. That's really how we compound things. And then there ends up being a huge, I've seen this over the years. I've not done it perfectly, um, but I've seen this happen where it's not, it's like the little thing becomes like this big argument between people or a feud, but it's because we let it compound and we're not just addressing it right away. So setting up forums to do that. Um, take the time to dive into team building exercises, trust fall, no, <laughs> trust falls after school, Mir- uh, mirroring up exercises. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We're very connected now though, yeah, after that. Yeah. <laughs> this looks different for everyone, but, um, you have to have a relationship with some capacity to work effortly or effectively as a team, debriefing, lunch, morning touch points. I know you connect with your team first thing in the morning. That's just kind yep. of a system you have in place. Ask for the feedback. Um, so think whatever your whatever feels good for your team, but you have to have some type of connection time throughout the day, whether it's an after school debriefing or whatever, share the informational wealth, give credit where credit is due. Nothing will yep. burn a team faster. And it doesn't matter if it's your paraprofessional, your principal, your school counselor, your intervention specialist, whoever it is, nothing will upset people. And it's probably a trigger point for me too. But like when you put a lot of work and systems in place and like no one ever, not that you do it for the credit, but at some point, like if you never acknowledge someone's skill set or like yeah. I've tried to really be intentional about um, distributed leadership and having other people host PD sessions for our building because that's where the expert knowledge is. But um, I think just giving people credit, like sometimes it's one of our pairs that come up with a great idea and make sure they're, you know what, thank you yeah. to blah, blah, blah for this awesome idea and feedback. They're actually starting this initiative or this idea and they're kind of going to be the central point to kind of guide what it looks like. Um, but it's hard when you steal someone's idea and rebrand it. Or if you take credit, like you came up with the idea, I've seen people do this before and it's just, that's hard. So I would say, uh, celebrate everyone's contribution to the success of the team. Maybe it's somebody else that has that really good relationship and it's not you. I've seen you do this before. I'd be like, well, it's actually not me. It's actually that other teacher that did all that work. I just was there if they needed consultation. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, foster, foster healthy culture and that welcomes constructive conflicts. So if we need to have some debate about things and we're not always going to agree, but healthy debate is good. I think the three of us, just our work dynamics, we do that all the time. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, it's good. It's healthy. Um, there will be conflict and then do you have a format for feedback, for change, for adjustments that will establish growth? So those are, that's my list. I think it's, uh, I found this kind of a tough question. Again, I of course just Googled it, right? Like, and there's, 
I, I always actually thought it was funny because there were like a bunch that was like three things to building a good team, then yeah. like seven things to building a good team, five things to building a good team, nine things to building a good team. Did you come up with one to be like no, real I innovative? No, I didn't. Okay. Yeah, that would have been fun though. <laughs> Do this one thing and you'll build a good team. Yeah, I would have yeah. beat all of And then I would have left out like a bunch of them. Apparently yeah. like it was like 14. It went up to like 14 at one point. Yeah. Um, make your list smaller, people, is what I'm saying <laughs> Google? I don't know who I'm saying that to. Everyone that makes a list. Uh, some of the things that I heard you say and that also I found, you know, things like trust, you know, having trust within a team is incredibly, incredibly important. And so I think when you say trust, when someone shares a vulnerable experience or struggle they're having, when someone else, and I've seen this happen, somebody else goes and tells somebody else as in a sure way to gossip almost about sure. it, or unintentional gossip where you're like, hey, then yeah. you've kind of broke their trust when you tell their story for them. Yeah. So sure. I've seen people, I've seen that happen a lot and I've also been guilty of it. Right. Yeah, so sure. I think. The- yeah. I think that's important. I think there's also like, like not feeling like if you, if you are in a spot, which where I am, right. I'm in a spot where there's, um, I have a little bit more authority maybe over some of the other members on our team. Um, like as far as like some of the aides that I work with and things like that, like they would defer to me, I guess is what I'm saying. And, uh, not like I'm in charge of them necessarily, but, um, but to be able to like the amount that I trust, try to trust them. Now I don't, I do that based off of the relationship I have with them and I, I just trust them anyway, but there are times they'll ask me things, um, that I'll be, I'm like, well, what do you, what do you think? And how do you want to do it? Like, or I trust your judgment. Like I trust your judgment Mm -hmm. to make a call on that. Like you don't have to, run every single thing you do by me or you don't have to, you know, wait for my okay to make a call. Like I trust that you'll make good decisions and things like, I think that kind of stuff goes a long way. Also, there's just no way I could be a part of every decision that's being made. I mean, that's just a leadership thing in general. Um, anywhere, right. If you're a leader and you're like hyper involved in every single decision that's being made, like you're probably not doing it well, (laughs) like because you should be surrounding yourself with people that are, that you trust and that can make good decisions. Um, I think having like diversity of the team, whether that's uh, like, you don't want everybody just to be the same. I think there is so much value in having like diversity. I think back to again, where I was working before and talking to somebody about what made uh, our, the, the place I was at work well during the time that I was working there. Um, and uh, one of the things that this one guy brought up, he's like, you know, I love that we have frequently people of different ages that are paired up with each other and people of different uh, genders that are paired up with each other and people of different ethnic backgrounds that are paired up with each other. And I would say physical abilities too. Yes, sure, sure. All these things, right? Because there's there's value in not having, um, and and having different perspectives and having uh, having kids watch and, and have it modeled to them how different people who have differences can all get along and um, still work towards the same yeah. goals and we, things like that. Yeah. We just talked about that. We had like a round of hiring and I, we were really talking about diversifying our team mm-hmm. that we don't want three of the same, like that's not going to help and support our kids the best that we need people in different areas of strengths yes. to kind of collaboratively make this like super team that really at any point can support kids in some capacity. Yeah. Um, yeah. So really when I intentionally looking at that, like what is this team? Like we have like, we might need to hire somebody a little bit older because we have all young people on this side of the team that we might need some more experience or just more life experience to kind of help and support yeah. some things. And um, really just looking at um, the diversity of the teams is I agree with you. I 
connected with that town, but that's important. Yeah. I think different skill sets, right? Like, because I've got, again, even just within my real small, like immediate team, uh, for the unit that I work in is, I mean, you've got, I've got a team member that's probably much more compassionate, like way soft-spoken, um, does a great job with, with, uh, some of those things, probably a little bit less likely if things get really physically intense to be the one to jump in, but that's okay because we've got other team members that, that would be able to handle that part of it. And there, you know, it's just like finding those and then utilizing those team members. Well, I think I talked about that later, yeah. maybe, but I think that's, that's pretty important too, is like understanding what the strengths are of your team and then playing to those, right? Like play to the strengths of the team members. Don't, you know, don't try to like shoehorn in somebody into one spot that, that they're not comfortable with or that their skill set doesn't lend itself to. Um, I think it goes back to, I know we talk about Enneagram a lot. That's just the sure. personality type that we kind of committed to, but there's lots of them out there. Um, but we talked through the Enneagram personality type and I think you were like supporting a school one time and mostly everybody on that team was a nine. Yeah. So like that team, like as they were building, like nobody was a really good decision maker. Yeah. On that team. So that was yeah. the, the principal was like kind of wondering why that team was struggling. It was like, well, cause yeah. you mostly have we all... talked about it. Yeah. yeah. We were talking yeah. about it. I was like, well, I mean, I don't think that they, none of them want to make a decision or, or especially cause they're all making so many individual decisions all day long yeah. to then have to make a decision that they feel like impacts more than just them right. was too much. And I remember she even said, she was like, well, maybe I just start making, maybe one of the things I can do for them is start making some of those decisions. Yeah. And then just asking if they're Not okay that with it's the a wrong that group made. of people. Yeah, that's, but, that'd be a great idea. I'm sure they'd appreciate that. Yeah, so looking, I think even at personality types, if you have a lot of yeah. eights on a team, that would be really hard, really hard. <laughs> or imagine. a lot of threes, it would be exhausting, right? So look, you got to look at some of those personality dynamics to kind of balance that out too. Yeah, threes are exhausting. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're so effective. <laughs> oh, you're a three. I forgot. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think with, uh, I think also like having them like. Finding ways to um, foster like emotional intelligence too, I think that that's a pretty big deal as you build a team. If you you want people, it's a people business, hundred percent that we're working with. And if you start talking about like the idea of working with adults, that's important. Obviously, it's important with kids, but I think having people that uh, that have like a solid emotional intelligence and that kind of high EQ is pretty important. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can have people that are really smart and know how to do all the things, right? But if they are really terrible with um, regulation, struggle with like people and how to like regulate with people, you know, all those things, like there's gonna, or you have to at least know that about them and, you know, make adjustments um, as you go. Yeah, I would agree. Their stress response system is constantly triggered. It's really hard to keep kids regulated if they're, if you're spending a lot of your energy regulating your colleague, and that's time taken away from regulating a kid. Sure. That's also not a fruitful. Like, so your team's spending a lot of energy as if there's another student, like almost on your caseload. Yeah. Like somebody's going to have to go talk to her. Somebody's going to have to go regulate her. You know what I mean? And we're already dealing with dysregulated kids. You you do. You kind of need people that kind of have the same level-headedness and emotional intelligence to be able to know not to take things personally and how to get in that good spot. Yeah. Some that I didn't necessarily find on a list, but that I – that I, I mean, I'm sure they're on a list somewhere, but that I just had thought about on my own. Um, like a, like original, an this original is, I've made my own list. I don't know why I'm saying So this is that, your number. Like, this yeah. is your one thing. Go ahead. This, well, there's more than one of them. Okay. So. <laughs> Here's five things that you could do. If oh, you, no. No, I'm just uh, no, I think just, I think it's also a, a high importance on like work. You working incredibly hard to be good at what you do. Mm-hmm. Like, right. You want people that are hard, hard workers. But I think that starts with you. If you're part of the person that's helping build a team, 
if you have some kind of say in that, I think also being a person that works just really hard doesn't mean you have to like sell out your whole life to just doing your job. I mean, we talked plenty about how that's a terrible idea in uh, previous episodes, but I think work really hard, be a hard worker and expect yourself to do well at what you're doing. Your team should not be compensating for your lack of follow through, right? Yeah. Like they should yeah. be, they should be able to look at you and be like, they're, they're working really Trust. hard. I think yeah. ultimately I think we've seen this happen. You have, especially if kids in crisis, people have to trust that you know what to do, that sure. you've got it and sure. that your confidence is in you. And so if people can, can't look at you and feel that way, then it feels unsafe and yeah. real fast. Yeah. So I think I agree with you. Uh, I also think like kindness is a big deal. Like really pride. I mean, I know we have like, um, we've talked about, you know, respect and trust and things like that. But I think it's just a slight difference, maybe a little shift in like that idea of just being really kind and having people that are really kind on the team. Like I think how they talk and address people. Yeah. And just even in action as well. Right. I think in a lot of different ways, but like really that makes a gigantic difference in how people feel about things and how uh, people um, respond and how much people are willing to I'd say work for you. Cause again, that's not really my situation. Work but I with think you. How, yeah. People are willing to work with you. Right. Um, if you're, if you're really prioritizing kindness and putting that way up there, um, I think that's, that's a big, and then I think if you, again, if you're in more of like a leadership spot, I think not backing away from like the hardest thing, whatever the hardest thing is that's, that's coming up for your team. Like, don't like, don't keep passing off the hardest thing. Like be willing to be the one that's like, Hey, this is the hardest thing that's coming up. And I I'll, I'm going to do that. Like, even if it's not what I would normally do, like I'm going to be willing to do that thing so that no one else necessarily has to. I think there's yeah. value in that, right? Absolutely. Uh, for the team. And then uh, I think it's also just important. This is all in all kinds of other lists. This isn't a me thing. The other ones are too. Make it sound weird now. But uh, I think just know, know how you're measuring your effectiveness too. Like, I don't think if you don't know if, how do you know if you're being successful if you don't know how you're going to be measuring how effective you are? Yeah. So I think that's important. Yeah. Are your systems in place? Are your systems running? You know, or or is it every day seems like you're putting out a fire every day or is it, are you having pretty successful steady days where people kind of know the systems and you're putting those plans in place um, to model? Like it feels pretty regulated most days. Yeah. yeah. I think that's always a good, and things come up and need to debrief and kind of change or whatever. But um, Simon Sinek does a lot of leadership work. I mean, we could probably do a whole episode on some of his stuff, but the whole idea is like leaders eat last, right? You should take care of everybody else on your team before you start serving yourself. And that some of that is, um, I know when I was a low incident teacher, I first went up, we had to change a kid. I'll do it. But there's a lot of people that I had encountered or worked with in that realm of um, student population where people would be like, oh, no, I always have my parents. I don't change kids. Yeah, sure. No, if you feel like the work's beneath, like, you know what I mean? Like, you first one up to be like, I've got it. You don't do it. I'll do it today. Yeah. Like, to take it on for the team or when the, those some of those crisis situation happens, if you're the team leader, you should be the one. I've got it. Not that you don't have somebody write it out with you because you do have to model. Like, can't always be you. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. and you want to build capacity for your team and all those things. It's not that you're never having your team yeah. do things. I, I think that that's, a, that's different. That would be different. Mm-hmm. That would not be great. I think, but I do think that there's an importance of being willing to be the person that's doing like the hardest, the hardest thing or the, like the least desirable thing. Yeah. Cause again, I, not that you'll always even be able to be that person, but, um, but I think that holds a lot of weight. All right. What if there's somebody that you can't, um, can't seem to get them on board? Never happens. That's weird. Yeah, 
Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, we're going to have a whole episode on that. So um, I think first starting, it's just like kids, meet zone of proximal development, meet them where they're at. What is their scope of comfort or known and kind of nudge forward from that piece. Um, celebrate what is going right. So be intentionally five to one positive to negative. Intentionally, yep. like, don't always go down and talk when there's a problem. Go down and talk and be like, hey, I love how you had that conversation with that kid today. I love, I saw you really put a lot of effort into, I've had to be intentional about writing like notes of gratitude or dropping off things, or that's just kind of like my love language of expression, but like really being intentional and be like, you know what, this is, yours gone so well because you have spent the time to do X, Y, and Z. Um, I think that does matter when people feel, you start building people's confidence. I think a lot of it comes back to lack of confidence and they're sure. feeling like they have the ability to do I it. Um, and then build relationships with people. Again, it goes always goes back to relationships and then inform them without being a know-it-all. I think that's a fine line sometimes. Like It can be a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, but I think just getting education in people's hands and a, a space where it doesn't seem like you know it all. And keep the yet mentality. Hmm. They aren't there yet. They'll get there. We've seen it over years. People yeah. have... And sometimes people just have rough spots. We're talking about getting out of the rough patch. They kind of cross the line over there. And right now they're in that rough patch. But they will come back over. Yeah. We've seen people do that all the time. But this one's hard. So they will get there in some capacity. Just hang in there with them. It's not always easy. And then um, don't feel like you have to own them not being there. Yeah. It's hard because you feel like you have to fix it right away. And it's not always yours to own. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think persistence and consistency are both pretty important. Uh, sticking with it, right? Not just writing people off too quickly. Um, I think that could be hard to do, especially when we want to move forward. But I think that's important. Again, relationships. And I think genuine relationships, right? Don't do, don't try to build a relationship with somebody for like a, for like a reason. A if your you. reason, yeah. yeah, if your reason is to try to get them on board and like to accomplish yeah. your goal, like that's kind of like, that's not nearly as real, right? Like yeah. actually take the time to get to know somebody and doesn't mean you have to be their best friend, but like you yeah, take the time I, to actually get to know them. I think that's important to measure too, because a work relationship, that's an okay relationship to have. Yeah. You don't need to be texting them at night or like catching yeah. up for yeah. dinner or going out on Saturday night or doing events together, right? That's, they don't have to be a part of your inner real life circle, but there has yeah. to be some capacity of a working professional relationship. Yes. And yeah. some, there's some genuine care and that kind of stuff with that. So I think some people misinterpret that as we've got to hang out together. Yeah. That's all I can. That's all I can do. But no, I, I think like, again, a whole episode on relationship building, uh, go back and listen to that. I'm sure there's stuff in there that could apply. Um, don't take things personally too. I think like you've got to try to keep how you feel out of it a little bit, which is hard depending Super on who hard. you are. Yeah. Um, I, I probably have a little bit less of a hard time with that than some other people. I just, or at least it's delayed a lot with me, but, um, but I think don't take it personally. If it's somebody's not getting on board, it's not necessarily about you. I think you would kind of mentioned that as well already. Mm -hmm. And then I also think, um, and this is a hard one too, but I think no one to call it and be like, this isn't, you know what? This isn't the right person for the team. Like, yeah. and that's a hard one to do, but there's, you know, there was a person in a previous life of mine, um, where I was working and I was kind of, I'm part of my job was to like train and kind of mentor and bring along some of the, some of the staff. And, um, I mean, just the amount of hours I logged with this person <laughs> trying to like get them, you know, just kind of 
make some moves forward. And, and uh, about a little over halfway through the year, I remember going to ultimately my supervisor and being like, A, like, I don't know. Think we're I think we need to probably start thinking about like, what does this look like for this person not to be back? Like, and so, and, and again, going back to some of the previous ones we said, like I, a little bit took it, not personally, but like, I like almost like I had failed a little yeah. bit. Like I couldn't, I couldn't get them there. But the reality is sometimes there's people that just aren't the right fit and that's okay. But you have to, it's, it's always hard to know like how that balance of like when to keep pushing, staying persistent and when to, when to be like, all right, like it's, yeah, always a good conversation to say, yeah. I'm going to support you on where you feel like you need to grow and go. Yeah. Yeah. How, <laughs> and that, how are we going to do was that? Was that yeah. me last year? You had that conversation. I don't know. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> No. All right. Uh, how do you keep a team going and functioning in the really hard times, though? Because there's going to be hard times that the teams run into, no matter what you're doing, no matter what yep. what area you're working in. Uh, so how do you keep a team moving? Yeah, this is a hard part. When you go into education, no teacher college preps, preps you on how to – hardest part about being a special education teacher your first year is managing a team. Yeah, There's no sure. teacher college prep work on how to manage or communicate – or get effective teams up and running. And that's essentially your, is your job. And same with a general education teacher. You have all these people in your room working, organizing. Yes. They don't talk about this. So ha- shout out to the colleges out there. Maybe that's something we need to start addressing is start building people's capacity. If in yeah. some essence you're, you're a leader. I actually work with adults. Yeah. And, and manage a team. Yeah. Yeah. These are just things that I did, um, especially as, as both as a low incident teacher and as a general classroom teacher and things I try to do as a principal, which is a little bit harder because it's a big, much bigger team that I'm responsible of, right? You're looking at 60 people instead of six, yeah, right? Sure, sure. But, um, notes of gratitude. I always made sure every month I, um, wrote a note of gratitude or a little something for every, but it supported me in my classroom. So always gave them their own space. Um, so a few people working inside your classroom space, nothing worse than walking in and not knowing, give them a sense of belonging. Like yeah. here's your part of the countertop. You make it your own. You put your pictures up. I always made sure people had a workspace and a mailbox and place. It sounds silly, but it makes a huge difference. No, yeah, people have a space they can go to. Uh, talking about the hard times, don't avoid it. So not addressing the big elephant in the room. You could feel the tension in the room. And it's hard to like be like, let's just sit down and talk about it. And you're going to hear things you don't want to hear. But it's that's how you're going to grow and it's improve. Important. Yep. Being real about what's going on and not, I am guilty of this, that false positivity. It'll be fine. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Sometimes it's not fine. And it's okay to admit that it's not yeah, going well. Yeah. Uh, breaking the complaining loop. Get action items in place. Like, it hasn't been good for two days. Okay, but what are we doing day three? Like, we're not going to sit here and complain about it for the whole school time school year. Yeah, yeah, we can't keep doing this for three straight weeks. Yeah, yeah that's then you just built a whole toxic cycle. Yeah, let's adjust. Yeah, acknowledge other people's feelings. We talk about this with kids. You may not feel like it's going bad, but this other person does. Okay, I hear that you're saying... You do this really good reflective language <laughs> type thing. We can probably talk about that more. And it doesn't mean that either person's wrong. Yeah. Right? Because you're going to feel how you're going to feel. And I think that's important because like, people feel unjustified in there or you know they feel like they have to justify so everybody has to think it's bad yeah well i feel like it's this is going poorly and i don't have a good feeling about it but other people seem fine so now I, i've got to like either i'm wrong or they're wrong and i've mm-hmm. got to try to prove that they should be feeling the way i'm feeling well that's not the case or or they seem to feel like it's going really poorly you can go the opposite way too i feel like it's going well i need to like convince them that it's going well even though they're feeling this other way and i think that's that it's always a recipe for disaster, right? Yeah. Nobody's going to win on yeah. that one. 
Um, make adjustments on our feedback. Know when to tap out and not um, address things. So sometimes I think, especially when you're dysregulated, I am guilty about this. I'm getting better. That is not the time. Like if you're not a good headspace, just know it's a time like I'm going to just pick up my stuff and leave today. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm actually staying. I'm not going to stay in debrief for the team because I can't stay regulated through the conversation. Yeah, sure. So I think know when to tap out or have somebody come and facilitate. Um, lean on your team. Sometimes you need to tap out to another administrator, another teacher that can help facilitate or go talk to somebody. You Utilize that a lot. Uh, bring in support, that outside perspective. I think yeah. just... Think about when it, maybe you're not the person. You just need somebody else to come in and help you along with it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that uh, for me, something that's just always been interesting for me is just studying people, right? And and you do that like by sitting around watching people. That's fine. But but actually like reading, listening to, you know, a podcast, somebody that you're interested in that you know is like a really great leader, a really good team member or whatever. Um, I think there is a lot of value in that, uh, studying, uh, just people in general, but also studying like those great kind of great leaders and they don't have to be in your field at all. Uh, just people who have made it through adversity because I think that's like the prep work. It's kind of all the stuff you would do ahead of time. Um, one of the things you could do ahead of time so that you're not just floundering when your team is going through hard times because mm-hmm. you've, you've taken time to listen to, I mean, and it can sound potentially a little hokey, but like even like sports stars, right? People that are in like high leverage, intense kind of feeling situations, like, or celebrities who have made it through like crazy things like in their life. And now they've got a book out and you go read that and hear how they've made it through some of those things or hearing like, uh, even like people in like horrific situations and like war heroes, like all kinds of things like that. Explorers, you name it. But people that have been in extreme situations and have made it out on the other side and what they learned from that, I think that there's a lot of value in studying that um, and learning how they've made it through adversity and then you pull from that what you can. I think um, a person that – I think motivational kind of stuff is really good to to listen to. Not like fake whatever, but um, like for example, like I love uh, – love listening to watching reading uh bear grills right guy has like a unique ability um to be able to like really connect with people quickly but also has had just if you read any of his story so bear grills if you ever want to be on our podcast and share (laughs) you're welcome to because i'm sure that's what's going to happen um but uh but he has like a lot of interesting stories of people coming through and overcoming uh just kind of real significant adversity and then what you take from that, what he's taken from that, from their stories. And you can read some of their stories and see what you can take from that. But I think there's just such importance in that because then all of a sudden you can start to recognize that a, like how, especially if you start looking into the stories that are maybe a lot more intense than whatever you're going through at, in a school setting, like you start to be able to put into perspective. You're like, well, yeah, this is, this is important and it's kind of intense, but, um, it's not nearly as intense as whatever, you know? So people have made it through way worse. Like we can do this, but you can start to also pick up on like what people do. And there's some consistency with what people do in really tough situations that are great leaders. I think we just, uh, um, quote that he had when I was reading through um, something. So again, hashtag bear grills, I guess. But he said, when you're going through tough times, talking about it, like team going through tough times, he said, just keep moving forward. However, slow positive action changes everything. So make it a conscious decision to do this, regardless of your feelings in the face of adversity, hold on to a winning attitude, humility, resilience, courage, 
determination, selflessness, cheerfulness, all those things make a big difference. But um, that idea of like continuing to move forward in some capacity, even if it's slow, what you don't want to do is start sitting still or start going backwards. Yeah. Right. So when you're in those tough times as a team, I think that's really important. Like continue to move forward, even if you're not moving forward nearly as fast as what you'd like to. Even if you, your plan was to implement this thing by Christmas and you're not going to implement it until next Christmas, like, yeah. you know, now like yeah. it has shifted and like, yeah. that's okay. But that doesn't mean you stop doing it. It means you just do it a lot slower or the progress with the tough student in your class or what, you know, you name it, whatever it is, be willing to adjust, keep moving forward though. Like yeah. in some capacity. Yeah. What you wa- don't want to do is create a failure because you feel like you need to implement a timeline. Yes. Yeah. We've seen that you burn hard. and crush. Yeah. Okay. All right, so what do you want people to walk away knowing? All right, but this work is way too hard to do alone, and I can't reiterate that enough. You have to have a team, a functioning team with systems in place. When people know what to do, have clear communication, play into each other's strengths, and feel valued, that is where the magic happens, and that's where you can really do some great work. Uh, Look at each other with equal value and keep the team moving forward for growth and improvement for kids. Work hard, and you have to play hard. Yeah. That's good. You know, I think that uh, I just want people to walk away remembering that you have to you have to have people around you, no matter what you're doing uh, in life, whether it's just living your life, whether it's working, you know, at a school, whether it is it doesn't matter what you're doing. You need to surround yourself with people um, more and more and more and more and more. I hear that and I believe that uh, wholeheartedly. We are too isolated as as people, especially kind of in the West. Um, it's kind of a thing that we are, we're struggling with and hopefully that we're coming out of a little bit more, but surround yourself with people, whether it's family, friends, coworkers, but surround yourself with people that you believe in and trust and things like that, build those relationships. And then I really think if you want to be good at, uh, leading and building a good team, I really, I really do think you should spend time studying people that have also done it. Yeah. I really think there's value in that. And so be a studier of people. That'd be yeah. what I encourage people to do. Well, as always, we appreciate you guys uh, coming and joining in the conversation with us, uh, hanging out, talking a little bit about building teams. Hopefully, if you're in a spot where you're getting ready to try to build a team or you're you have recently built a team and you're looking for or evaluate your team. Yeah, exactly. Maybe share this with somebody. Maybe listen to this as a team and talk through what you agree with. Talk through what you're like. They were wrong. Uh, Come to a consensus, though, as a team. That'd be great. And then uh, maybe that'll be a a team building exercise. But we just appreciate you jumping in again. Share the video. Share the podcast with somebody uh, that might value it. And uh, as always, let's go out there and do the work. Let's go do it. Hey, everybody, let's keep the conversation going. Like and subscribe below and keep the comments rolling.